Let's go. How are we feeling today, Bingetown? It's your boy PD, aka producer Dave here. And with me, I have Luke and Paul. Today, we are here to discuss season five, episode two of Adult Swims, Ricky and Morty. And I'm pretty sure this episode was a decoy because I didn't know what the fuck was going on that whole time. I just have a feeling that this is going to be kind of a quick recording. I'll just hand it over to uh, Luke to flesh out some of the details of the show. Yeah, I was texting everybody in the chat that in our Rick and Morty chat saying that the first half of this episode is going to straight just be a quick two minute summary and we'll talk about the fun parts of it. But there's just so much going on here. I think this episode was good in the ideas that it brought forward and showed in the sci-fi way. I thought it was all really well done, but I will say I didn't laugh that much. I didn't think it was that funny. So maybe the rewatch value isn't as great, but it was definitely a good episode. I think uh, we're two for two so far in the season. I didn't really actually have many quotes from this episode because I agree. It wasn't like nothing really stood out to me that, mm-hmm. that much this episode. I missed the last Rick and Morty episode and it was a shame, but I thought episode one of season five was phenomenal. You were talking about a little bit of the controversies that people are kind of seeing with it. And the theme of Rick not being super all powerful is coming up more often than it ever did. But that being said, I don't care. I mean, the show is like absolutely phenomenal. It's so funny. You can't expect this show to do anything because they're going to do whatever the hell they want. And it's going to be amazing. So this episode, like you said, didn't laugh too much, but there was just unbelievable. How do you write this scenes? And it's just so good because you never know it's coming. And it was an all timer for me, at least the post credit scene with Wood Jerry. I don't even know what to call that guy, but Wood Jerry. Yeah, Yeah. Wood and Jerry. Decoy. I think this is just one of those episodes where just Royland gets to flex his just sci-fi creativity Mm -hmm. because just another episode of where anything can happen and how things can just get out of hand so always fun watching rick and morty i'm never i feel like i've never hated an episode you know like all of them are at least going to meet my expectations of being enjoyable to watch oh yeah for sure so with that being said we can just crush the first beginning of this part of the episode where our first few scenes have us seeing the first decoy family of many and they just start introing us into the idea that whenever a decoy family is killed by the quote unquote squids, which we find out later are just other decoys and new Rick gets an alert that his decoy that he created was killed. And then we also get introduced to Mr. Always wants to be hunted, who has a crazy scene later in the episode. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Always (laughs) wants to be hunted. Hunt me. I tried taking notes for this and my beginning notes are, uh, Rick and Morty are going to kill God. They're going to whack his ass street style. Jerry has a job interview. Something's off. Decoy family died. And then I just stopped taking notes because I was like, it's impossible to keep up. It truly is. This is my notes are a fucking mess. So if I'm all over the place, that's why. But speaking of that, that was my favorite part of the beginning, of course, is that they say Christian God's real and he's been sleeping for the last couple thousand years. We're going to go kill him. <laughs> I am very curious if that's just a throwaway funny line, which I like it enough for it to be just that, but if they could bring the Christian God into an episode in a future... Did they say Christian God? Yeah, they I say just Christian kind of, God. I just took it... Oh, okay. Because well, I was taking it as like, they're going to go kill God. Because one God. of the, the shitty decoys was talking about how there's some God asshole out there, you know, that created all of this for us and we're going to go kill him. I think that's, so that I thought was, it was referring like, to Rick. Rick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I thought when in the beginning when it was the decoy family talking about God, 
I thought they were referring to Rick as well, but I think they said Christian God. I thought they were talking about God. I thought that was hysterical. We're going to go wax his ass. Come <laughs> um, it could be another line. I couldn't make a reference to it. I never, ever thought we were going to get anything about Atlantis. Um, what was that? Season three when they have all the Ricks and the Mortys mm-hmm. and the Sildel Ricks and, you know, it's the election. And you, they come in and Rick talks about Slam and Mermaid Push. You guys talked about it a little bit last yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. You thought it would you would never reference it again but for the diehard fans season five episode one they just opened it up with slam and mermaid puss and it was like <laughs> it's so good and that's that's what i was bringing up in the last episode uh the, the podcast where we're in a better position to scrutinize every single line now than we've ever been through all of rick and morty because we keep saying it they have a 10 season extension so everything that they say now they can eventually if they run out of ideas just go back to an old episode pick a line like this with the Christian God and make it all about killing him. Like they could do that so easily and it would be awesome. Like Steely from interdimensional cable might come in and like steal something. All of that is just like, (laughs) it's just so good. All right. So moving through the next portion of the episode here, I'm going to mark each transition from family to family as decoy death. That's just how the only way I could keep my notes kind of making some sense. So after our first family dies, we have Rick explaining to the second family, he's bringing up Space Beth. And this is the important part of the episode that lays the foundation is after Space Beth, which was the end of last season, Rick ended up making buffer families, which are just cloned families all throughout the country, whose entire goal is just to take bullets for the real family and alert them when there's a threat out there, which kind of makes sense. That's something that Rick would absolutely do. And once the family gives us this information, they end up getting killed. There's a decoy death here. And this cues the next, you know, there's there's a whole montage of, of families dying here. We have the Wenwolf family who dies right after. So after the Wenwolf family, we go to a quick, there's an important line that happens for one of these next decoy families. And it cuts into this family sitting around the table. And Rick says to the family, look, if you really want to know what happened to Beth's mom, dot 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 and gets cut off right away right yep that line is fucking wild because that's twice already we've mentioned diane's her name Mm -hmm. throughout this season and i can't tell if the writers are fucking with us and dangling this in front of us or if they're really going to start focusing on putting more plot littered throughout these episodes it's literally dangling it it's literally them being assholes being i feel like they just know that the people want to know that backstory and they're just like oh we're just gonna like casually slip this in there to just piss them off but i don't know because last episode talking to mr nimbus when mr nimbus brings up diane how would she feel rick says don't you like bring canon and backstory into into this and become relevant so for them to call it canon in that episode we always argue you can't take anything too much as canon because they're going to do whatever the hell they want and go crazy this one you kind of have to take it if they're literally saying mm-hmm. Diane existed. I think they're gonna eventually. We'll get the whole story on. I just think right now they know that they're purposely being dicks about it, and they're just purposely. Like, yeah, they know they're what they're doing. Like everyone wants these questions answered, but they're teasing us. That being said, do you think we're going to get an alive version of Diane in one timeline or another? Not including flashbacks. Mm. Now that you mention it in a timeline, I think yes. Because I was instantly thinking in a flashback maybe, but I think it may be in an alternate timeline like he manages to not fuck that situation up. So it's confusing because season three, episode one, when he breaks out of jail um, and, you know, he's there in his brain, they're trying to get that information. He does say basically he has Diane and another daughter, I want to say. There was another daughter that was, wasn't Beth. But 
Kyle's sister. Kyle's. Could have been, yeah. But other Ricks come to him and say, create the portal gun, join the Citadel of Ricks. And he's like, no, I'm good because I have my family. So that being said, all the other Ricks didn't have a Diane. Okay. Did they all have one and then they all killed him off? Or is there going to be one existing? It's it's crazy. So I don't know. I kind of hope they don't bring her. At least it's not too soon. I like the idea of being it similar to Pearl from SpongeBob. How, Pearl's yeah. mom. Yeah. How you'll just never see this character alive because that's kind of the foundation of Rick. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that idea. So it will either make a lot of fans happy or piss them off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just leave her out of it. I did miss one thing here that's worth mentioning is one of the decoy deaths in the montage that happens early is when they're in Italy. And they start having a conversation that Rick tells the family. He says, that's what decoys are for. They go on fun, self-contained terrestrial adventures and take bullets that are meant for us. But the self-contained terrestrial adventures is probably the most important line of this whole episode because that just, to us, tells us that only the family at the end that's off Earth is the real family. And that makes complete sense. And I'm totally fine with that. And it also explains why none of the Ricks throughout this episode use the portal gun. So insane. I mean... Off the bat, I think it was family three or four. They're like, all right, we're going to go to a decoy family, wait for the squids and jump them. And then they walk in, they freeze the family and Morty comes in and he's like, whoa, just like Westworld. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like Westworld. Don't fuck them. And then later that scene, they hide because another family comes in and he comes in and freezes the family and then goes oh my god just like ex machina yeah Yeah, just like ex machina just don't fuck them (laughs) it's just so good (laughs) i actually didn't pick that up that it was just the same exact scene minus the the movie yeah that's awesome it was just yeah same type of same idea the same movie just don't fuck them so what you were getting at right there is the continuation of all these montages right we have the Rick starting to repeat the loops and and now as audience members you're really starting to figure out where this episode's kind of heading where there's going to be an infinite amount of decoys and decoys make decoys and decoys decoys make decoys it was funny because me and paul were watching together not even like an hour ago and when we were watching i was like a decoy family would die and i'd look over and be like all right is this the real family mm-hmm. and you'd be like no no no. we do it a couple more times and finally i got to a point where i was like all right this is the real family and it's like a little bit longer of an adventure yeah they get a couple lines and then they die and i'm just <laughs> yeah. like fuck i'm just gonna stop asking paul if this is the real family because i'm seeing a theme here of them none of them being the family well the first time you probably have that thought is the rick that says you know if you really want to know what happened to beth's mom before i think jerry walks in with the lemon squares that are lemon free yeah gluten free yeah. sugar free and lemon free and everybody's like what the fuck that's the family that gets the most airtime, at least in the first half of the episode, because they're the ones that go and see and hide from the ex machina Rick, or Morty that comes in. Yeah. But the culmination of those three families all being there is when that crazy fight ensues. And this is really the first main big fight between families. And it ends with another decoy family death of this new family burning down the house that the three families were just fighting in, right? Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Because this part right here, after that Rick takes a flamethrower laser and burns the house down with the other families in it, he whips out the whiteboard to explain what's going on. Oh, okay. And then this is where, hit me with the names of the things, Dave. Oh, the Asimov Cascade. So real quickly, it's just based on Isaac Asimov, who was the guy who created the three laws of robotics you know oh yeah so it's just a play on that and the fact that rick created a decoy that was almost as smart as him Mm -hmm. just could create ideas that were identical to his so that's why we get that cascade effect because that decoy is smart enough to realize that he should create decoys and then he creates a decoy that can also realize he can create decoys 
So that's just Isaac Asimov is just a uh, that guy who I did appreciate that. that so much more now that you explain that. There was a whole article based on it, but I was just like, okay, it's just at simplest, let's just explain the law of robotics. Yeah. And then they also do mention game theory too, which is basically what Rick follows to his core. Uh game theory being that if there's two prisoners, prisoner A and B, let's say A thinks that B is gonna betray him, A is gonna betray him before B does, mm-hmm. but there's a vice versa. But when in fact, in reality, if both of them work together, it would just be better for both of them. Mm-hmm. That's why Rick refuses to work with any other Rick is because he knows eventually an alternate version of himself mm-hmm. is going to betray him. So that's why he doesn't do this. You know? That was so funny. It was just two Ricks in a shootout and the camera's facing one Rick talking to his Beth saying like, oh, like that piece of shit. He's a decoy, but he thinks he's real. And then it cuts to the other Rick that he's having to shoot out with. And he's finishing the same sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, that motherfucker is going to take me out. Because even if he does realize he's a decoy, he knows I'm going to kill him. And it just goes on and on. But Luke, so when did it cut to them running in the woods? Because that's when I was like, oh, wait, th- this must be the real family. Or We're close to that. It's so, starting to get real. So Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the last couple of things that happened before that scene are Rick established that. Say the effect one more time. The Asimov. Asimov effect. And then the Highlander rules where there can only be one. So he knows that all the Ricks are going to kill each other until there's one left. Has anybody here seen Highlander? Unfortunately, no. Yeah, I, I've heard the movie. It, like, I think they make a lot of references in Family Guy, too, of Highlander. But I just never. Yeah, I've never seen it's it. It's referenced everywhere. It's such a famous movie. But yeah, I haven't seen it. As Rick is explaining all of that stuff on the whiteboard, he, he talks about how the decoys are going to get less and less realistic as you go down the line and the decoys are making their decoys it just there's more variance that was sweet he was like one rick will get lazy and then, and then create uh one another rick who's just a little bit lazier yeah, yeah. <laughs> the family's trying to decide what to do about all the squids that are keep attacking him because they don't know at this point that it's other decoys so rick proposes the idea to use a mock squid ship. That was horrible. Yeah. So funny. Holy shit. Just seeing them in their poorly made squid suits. Every suit that they're in, Beth is bitching about like, it smells like shit. Oh, really? No, yeah. Summer says that. Or Summer, sorry, yeah. not Beth. Yeah, but summer. actually, that brings me to a point I want to talk to you guys about because maybe it was me specifically. I made a point on last episode because we were hyping Summer up. She had such a good first episode of the yeah. season. Mm-hmm. And you brought up, Dave, I think how Rick cares about the family a lot more. And that could be part of the reason mm-hmm. he's less of a god now. But this episode, they pulled no, he pulled specifically no punches on Summer. Anytime she mm. talked, they were just like, shut the fuck up. Fuck even, you. From, even from the get go, when they talked about killing God, Summer was like, oh, can I come? Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, Summer, fuck you. Oh, don't ruin it. That's surprising because I feel like she's been a homie recently and been going on a lot of adventures. We've gotten over that hurdle. I agree. Because Rick, he's had chances where he could have offered more to go on adventures, but he's offered it to Summer. This shouldn't be anything new to him, like her wanting to be a part of this. And also, they are decoys. So I guess you can write it off yeah. as they're not. It's not the actual Summer. To, to go to your point though about him t- caring about the family more he does have a line where best like does creating sentient life get you hard no protect my family gets me hard and they're like ew what the fuck ew. and also another great line here is so they're in their mock squid ship and they're asking rick why the squids want to kill him he goes i don't know they're either jealous of my penis size i've had sex with their queen my dick is too big yeah. who knows it is so fucking funny. He gives three reasons and two of them are sick. So I think it was basically a play on the Matrix kind of towards the end when they like save him. Matrix Revelations, the third one. Like oh, yeah. When Morty's like squids are here, right? And like yeah. that's kind of being in the high, uh, their main hideout. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was the main point. But the squids were just other decoys mm-hmm. that 
you know, were yeah. trying. <laughs> they had a way better disguises than fucking that one Rick did. All right. So the next couple of things that happen here are we have this family that's in the squid vehicle who's been getting a lot of screen time. They end up killing another squid ship and go down to see what happened and like who they are so they can defeat them. They've re- realized there that they are other decoy families. And that's when the Jerry of that family dropped the bomb and kills them. So now that's another decoy death of that family. Paul called that, though, I will say when we were watching it and like they shot the ship down, Paul was like, watch them like take off the mask and it just be another family. And that's exactly what happened. I was like, damn, Paul, like you're getting this. <laughs> so this is the true decoy death montage where we just have you see probably like six or seven families just killing each other in a chain. We have a couple things where like Rick's got this cool chameleon skin on where he's stabbing people. Mm. There's a drive by shooting of the Smiths rolling up with their guns and the fucking AKs at the other house. We have Rick in a lab pulling out the decoy tab in his brain to know that he's a decoy. So a bunch <laughs> of things here happen. I think squids are meeting up in the air and realizing they're both decoys and killing themselves. Like all these things are happening. And then Paul, that's when it kicks us to the next time you think you're see- looking at the real family where they're running through the woods and you get the the good line where <laughs> Rick's just like, it's too quiet. And Summer's <laughs> like, you skipped quiet. Cause it's fucking obviously quiet. If it's too quiet, which is a great line. Yeah, but you're supposed to say quiet. I loved that. And then <laughs> they all get fucking hit. And then you just see this monstrosity dragging them. And then this is where we get the explanation where a Rick will create a decoy that's a little bit lazier of a Rick who's going to create a little bit lazier of a Rick. And all of a sudden, the work gets worse and worse and worse until it gets to this fucking guy. I want to say, I think they make a Blade Runner reference in this episode, like real briefly. It's when Summer's in the mirror and she uses a razor blade to cut her skin open Mm. because she's like, I don't know if I'm a decoy or not. And she like gets, she sees the blood. She's like, oh, I'm not a decoy. But then Rick just rips off her. Is that what that's from? Yeah. Blade Mm -hmm. Runner. There's a specific scene where the guy is like really questioning his intelligence, like if he's a robot or not. Mm -hmm. And he just fucking cuts his arm open. It's the same thing. It's probably where he is a robot. I think the scene might have just ended there. So it's kind of up to debate whether he was or wasn't like it's something that Mm. like it doesn't specifically tell you. But I think that was a Blade Runner reference. Good catch there. This gross Rick with all his other disgusting decoys just dissected out in the wall and stuff like that. The one Rick with all of his skin off. And then they they end up getting saved by like the wooden decoys like the weird ones that love the varnish jerry loves the varnish, yeah, the varnish. um and when he's like isn't that dangerously close to blackface uh, <laughs> but i definitely think it was probably insanely fun to draw that scene where you just have all these like families being like tortured and taken apart and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah what the fuck was up with that weird family because rick had the other members of the family in a cage they were all disgusting and beth was like creepy as shit and they were gonna yeah. eat the skin am i gonna be... other decoys yeah i thought they were just gonna, thought they were just gonna wear the skin so oh is that looked, what it was so they yeah. looked like more realistic than oh. just beth ugly. was like am i gonna be pretty yeah. yet and um yeah he did say yeah i'll be done as soon as i get more of this delicious skin so i think that's where you got eating the skin from. that's disgusting and i do want to say this i mentioned this right before the podcast but i just want to have it on record here is in one of these montages of decoy families killing each other we get a reference to last week's season five premiere episode of suicide capsules so at, in episode one at some point rick mentions to his family like there are suicide capsules in all of your teeth do what you want with that just implying like you guys should just fucking kill yourselves you're driving me up a wall <laughs> this episode we see actually one of the rick's one of the decoy ricks choking out another decoy and as that decoy is being choked out he cracks his tooth and instantly that, like and vaporized, vaporized him, right? him or like blows his head up or something so those are that was in reference so we see the suicide teeth 
pill thing. That's so, awesome. That's yeah. incredible. So good. Yeah. They're just so good at, for rewarding the die hard fans for paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So after the Wood family brings the, I don't even know what the, the family that got caught by the ugly Ricks to the <laughs> cause base, the squid show up. Paul, you already brought up that line where Morty runs in and that's the Matrix reference. I think it, it mm-hmm. checks out. And then that's when Wood Jerry fucks over his Wood family because he wants all the varnish to himself. Yeah. So put a pin <laughs> in that until later because that's the my favorite. Off the top of my head, that might be my favorite post-credit montage. I don't know why. The first one I think of post-credit is uh, Morty that when he turns into a car in the middle of class. Oh, because yeah. earlier in the episode, Rick's like, <laughs> I, I planted it in you. Think, Morty, turn into a car. He's like, never mind. I called a taxi. That was the in his engine episode, right? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah. After all of the, the cause members are dead, that's another whole just decoy death right there. We flash to a different group of smiths and this is the sad smiths relatively happy actually for the situation the ones that are standing in the ocean yeah just kind of waiting accepting the inevitable because rick explains using uh rule 34 if i've thought of it they've all thought of it it's yeah. been thought of right so no they place just, to hide yeah they just wait for their inevitable death i was researching the asimov cascade and you know what rule 34 actually means no if there's any thing written there's like porn about it or something yeah so the Rule 34 of the internet essentially means that if something exists, there will be porn of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't go to that Reddit page. It's, just, <laughs> it's disgusting. Funny line here that happened when that ocean family was dying is they're talking about bucket list items. And after Summer does hers, just peeing in the ocean, Rick asks Jerry, what's your bucket list item? And I think he says, I want to see a baseball game in every MLB stadium. And he goes, nope. All right, Morty, what do you want? <laughs> nope. nope. Morty, what do you want to do? <laughs> So after the squid family killed the ocean family, we have this Rick who says, all right, it's time to end all this shit. They go back to the Smith house and he goes back to his laboratory and he projects that blue version of himself to be a beacon that pulls everybody together to have the final (laughs) battle. That's essentially what that is. He's getting ready and he's like putting the goggles on. He's like, fucking come on, come on, help yourself up. He slapped himself. He's like, get centered and he's getting ready. And then he puts on a show and then he's just saying the most ridiculous shit the most antagonizing shit to get you to come attack him he's like yeah yeah i could take you all on my 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 balls hang so low like all this random shit he always goes back to his dick and balls says when he's taunting everybody he goes oh this i know what you're thinking that's totally what the rick is rick would do maybe i'm a decoy now you gotta come find out he's just killing it he calls his creation uh the star fox boss of season four the boss he's referring to is Andros. I've never played Star Fox, but he was the dude in Super Smash Bros who in the background was that giant white face that would spew projectiles at you. No uh, shit. Yeah, so that's what that is. I think Justin Roiland's like a big Star Fox fan. Oh my too, God, so that's, that's that amazing. Yeah, that's so that, amazing. I think that's what the, the reference was to there. <laughs> that's incredible. Wow, there are so many good references this episode. Yeah, good ones. <laughs> is this the final big fight? So, yeah, I'll, I'll lead us into that, because the last thing that happens before the climax of the all these guys fighting, all these families fighting is we flash quickly to the president who's made aware of all these Rick Sanchez's that are fighting in the southwest states. And he's, his answer to it is, of course, something petty. He says, sounds exhausting. How many of those states voted for me anyway? Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. And he's like, shut up, white boy. Go get me a Coke or something. like yeah. that. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Yeah, I, I like seeing the president this early on, even if it was for like. 10 seconds because we're going to get him a fucking again and him and Rick have a great 
arch rivalry going. So he's I'm ex- one of my favorite side characters in the entire series. So I'm glad that even if it was just a piece of him, that just shows that the writers are fully prepared to bring him back, I think, in this season. Oh, yeah. He's going to be up to something. Now we flash back to the Smith house under the big projection of Rick in the sky. It's just like a Star Wars battle. There is this house is in complete lockdown mode. It's got a fucking shield around it. It has the guns on top. You know, it got anti-air guns up there. It's just an incredible fight. All these Ricks and Smith families just flying in and them just using all the tech in the background. I'm sure if you were to pause it at like each scene, like there's something new you could find of them using some sort of weapons. So I'm doing that actually. But the only <laughs> thing I see is just like of all the ships, like you get the squid ships and then there's just like also multiple shitty squid ships. So it's not even just like that Rick family that was doing it. These lazy Ricks, <laughs> yeah, man. These lazy Ricks. And then some of them are actually really good, but it's just funny. There's just a lot of action here. I just felt I couldn't even write it down. It would just not even sound good. The next thing I had written down was the Muppet, Rick and Beth. Oh, no, let's just go right into that. It was just a cool, like, galactic battle we saw, but this is great. Epic, epic. We were cracking up. I'll let you explain the scene, but we're watching these Muppets talk, and we're like, all right, so, like, no fucking way, like, they're the real ones. They're saying, oh, if I'm real and all this other shit, (laughs) and they look disgusting. They look like dumb fucking Muppets. Of course, you're a fucking decoy. That's straight up what it was. They were decoys wearing other decoys. (laughs) <laughs> and just, I don't know what the showrunners were thinking doing that, but it was just a funny moment. And it's where that Rick and Beth make up, which doesn't actually matter because they're not the real Smiths. I was yeah. looking at Dave. I was like, wait, these are 100% <laughs> the real ones. This is insane. They got me like seven times. Yeah. And that was their goal. So the first like five or six families, you're like, all right, this is this might be the real one. Then you're like, all right, they're all fucking fake. I'm not going to fall for it again. Yeah. So then they do this Muppet ass looking family. And trick you into thinking it's the real one. And I was convinced. And next thing you know, boom. So when the Muppets make up, <laughs> make up yeah. they jump in the ship to go. I guess they're, they think the battle's winding down. They want to make, be the ones to kill the last family. And <laughs> there's a great scene here where that Rick is looking at the Rick defending his house. And he goes, fuck, that guy's awesome. He might yeah. be the actual Rick. Yeah. <laughs> and then he crashes. The, the Muppet Rick that crashes and lands should have died off that but anyway he stands up and whips out the double fire version of the halo swords which were just so fucking cool and then this is when you're right i guess that family really faces off against their counterparts because we have the quick summer versus summer fight which was hilarious too and then that goes into the morty versus morty fight but for the summer versus summer fight they're like holding the knives at each other and they're they're trying to trick each other oh man we maybe we shouldn't kill each other we got to try molly And then she just slowly shoves the fucking knife into her chest. Yeah. And then she walks off and it's Morty v. Morty. And she's like, Summer, help me. And she's like, I don't know which one to shoot. I don't know. I had to kill myself. You have to kill yourself. Figure it out. It turns around and walks away. If you didn't catch it, Morty was literally using a spoon as a weapon on the other Morty. It wasn't Uh, even like a knife. It was literally a spoon. That's one utensil they say you can't kill anybody with. Yeah, that's like the Purge episode in season two. Oh, my God, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But like Rick's trying to he's on the phone with Summer trying to punch in the coordinates. And he's fighting one of the purges off. He's like, throw me something. And he, he throws, throws him a, a spoon, spoon and he does oh kill him with God. it. But afterwards, he goes, a spoon, Morty. The one thing in the kitchen you can't kill somebody with. They legitimately 100% thought about that in yes. this moment, without mm-hmm. a doubt. That's so amazing that you pointed that out, too. That's, That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Just classic Morty. As this is all winding down, we think we have our winners. We think we have the OG family that's back, right? After I, I think this is when they do the suicide pill. Like he kills that final Rick with the suicide pill. Yeah, yeah. 
and then that's when you know he's like asking the other family members like are you the one i came with They're like i guess who cares <laughs> yeah it who doesn't cares even matter at this, at this point yeah and then that's when mr always wants to be haunted reappears <laughs> and kills everybody <laughs> just out it. of fucking nowhere you should have haunted me <laughs> he has to come back right or like yeah do you think- yeah I don't but think that, we're ever going to get an explanation. I don't know that because that, that Rick says like, what, what, who are you? Like, did, did we tee you up or something? Like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? <laughs> did we tee you up? <laughs> yeah, it, honestly, it could be the real Rick's decoy it cleanser. Kind of like Rick to me, almost like a <laughs> no way. He was a Mr. Poopy he butthole. Has, like he has decoys, decoys, decoys. He decoy. has an oval. It like, was. Shape. It looked like yeah, Mr. Poopy butthole. It was butthole Mr. Poopy butthole and Noob Noob combined okay. into <laughs> this weird looking fucking guy. The target on him i would assume that they're gonna bring him back because that's just good merchandising opportunity right there it's such a tease too that like it ends with him killing that family and then we just go to the final scene of the uh, episode where it's the actual family we know it's the actual family because they're in space and they have space bath with them so that answers our question because we were asking that about in the last episode because we didn't get to see her like what where did season four leave off? Is she with him or not? So I guess she left or at least is not living at home. And they went to go pick her up and like meet up with her or something. They and saw, they just said, we even ran into space Beth. So I guess they were out doing like a casual family adventure and picked her up. Mm-hmm. But a couple important things with this is the obvious thing we were pointing out earlier is that this has to be the real family because they're not self-contained to the, to earth anymore. So this is mm-hmm. obviously the family. And when Rick says something about Space Beth. He says, maybe this will happen more often. But she goes out of her way to say, eh, I wouldn't count on it or something like that. So, of course, that's the writers just poking at us. Like, maybe this will be more common and maybe not. But I'm genuinely shocked that she made an appearance two episodes since her last one. Yeah. Yeah. I was very hype. But at the same time, I was pissed because we didn't get any dialogue from her. Yeah. She was in it for like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Do you think next week episode is going to involve her? That would be wild yeah. if it was like them landing and like getting yeah, out. I saw the preview for next episode. It doesn't look like it. But anyway, after Beth, after Rick says that line about maybe Space Beth will be around, his sensor goes off and he goes, oh, my God, someone killed the decoy family. And it just cuts. <laughs> well, we and Dave were like, what the fuck? That's the end? Like, that's how they're going to leave us. I thought it was so good. Genius. And I, I'm really happy that it's a general consensus among fans that that is the real family in space. But of course you could always say it's not, but I yeah, think that's, that's kind of the point. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the family we see there is not the original family from season one, episode one, either, you know, Rick and Morty are living in some other dimension of, well, that's a question that I saw was commonly talked about, especially on Reddit as like one of the main talking points was, is this still C one one thirty seven? I think is what it is. C one thirty seven Rick and Morty. Obviously it's not, they're summer pot, summer pot, beth yeah. and jerry because they in like the first second episode they're they dead. yeah exactly so i don't think it's confirmed and you can never really prove it unless the writers came out and said oh no anything. they're not dead they're just they're in the uh the insect realm right yeah the prom the the original yeah, the family yeah, outside yeah. of rick and morty yeah, yeah. they're yeah. ripped oh my god i have that same top <laughs> all right so post credit scene yeah, so that wraps up the regular episode and the post credit scene picks back up with what Jerry was doing and explain to me what he was doing right in the beginning when he steps into the water. So that was the varnish that he had. That was all the varnish that he wanted. Mm-hmm. And he was just putting it all over himself because apparently what Jerry is obsessed with it. There's only so much varnish to go around. What was the 
going in the water part. I didn't even understand that. So I think he was just going in the water just to fucking just be free. Just be a like log. Float. He literally is yeah, floating down the river, just like being a log. Exactly. But his worst enemy, the beavers, showed up and just took him over. And they end up destroying him and making him into the dam and taking off all of his limbs. So he's basically just a conscious decoy that has to live through all of this. So what happens is the dam starts flooding and he dr- and he's the water level starts rising. He thinks he's going to drown and die. He's at peace with it. He's like, oh, thank God. Death. Sweet death or something like that. He opens his eyes. You got to think thousands of years in the future when the next race of sentient life is on Earth because it's just talking animal people. Oh, when that, that when they find showed him. up, I was like, damn, that's that must yeah. have been like Forever. thousands of years. The woodpecker walks by and starts fucking with well, them. Real quick. Well, kind of like Futurama. There's an episode where they like Fry basically can only go forward in time, and he goes so far and forward in time eventually that he finds his own reality again, but just at six feet lower. But I just want to say. In- <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. But so while he's going through the time, 5,000 years pass, and then the apes are the people of the future. And then like another thousand years. And then it's like the orcas are the people of the future. Nice. So it's kind of like that. That did happen when, you know, it gets the cowboys and Indians. And then it goes to the next one. Mm-hmm. And he's on the cross. He was like, Christianity? You guys went cowboys yeah, to Indians is- and then went all the way back? What the hell? It made me think of that Futurama episode. So one other so thing good. that people were saying when he does first wake up with the dust coming off of him and the woodpecker and that dolphin person, when Keegan-Michael Key came on as that like floating nutsack from the timekeepers mm-hmm. or whatever the hell that was, mm-hmm. when he was calling his buddy in that post-time scene, he was like, yeah, Earth, the dirt planet. No, 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 no. If you go on to the uh, dolphin people, you've gone too far. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. this was dolphin people and it was supposed to be like e- eons into the future. Yeah. So. You know, it, it could have been a continuation of that. Either way, just great post-credit scene. So much development for Earth in the future. <laughs> oh, so good! And it's funny that they poke at Christianity twice in this episode to start it off and to end it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. But... I do want to say too that the Highlander movie was a big premise of this show, and apparently at the very end, while the Wooden Jerry is like living through his hell and everything, uh, the song playing is "Who Wants to Live Forever" by Queen, who wrote that song specifically for the movie highlander damn yeah so there's just more levels to this shit onions baby yeah can you imagine the amount of the amount of references we constantly miss even after scrutinizing i'm like like reading through i'm just like i don't understand these because it's i have not seen this movie but essentially the premise of the movie is that there's like a last man standing duel to the death and Mm -hmm. i guess like that's the song that plays at the very end and it's just poetic that of course jerry would have who wants to live forever well that about does the episode and definitely a couple things i still want to talk about but as far as overarching plot the only thing we really got was um which i'm don't get me wrong i'm happy about because usually at this point of the season usually through the first like five episodes of the season you get nothing and we've already had two mentions of beth's mother and i just thought that was awesome i don't even think i caught it that much the first time through but when i was taking notes again and i wrote that down i was like damn they're really hinting at, at that. And it could be a theme for the season. That could be something we could plan on seeing at the end of this, you know, season five. The one storyline that they left us on a cliffhanger, I think it was season four. Can't remember. It was the one where Jerry and the talking cat just like go to Florida mm-hmm. and they fucking go to that party. At the end, they realize that Rick scans the cat's brain and sees the memory and pukes it's so horrific that he pukes and then jerry looks at it and pukes but rick wipes his memory Mm -hmm. i really hope that comes back this season (laughs) okay it could totally not at all it could be like two seasons later 
but that's just the one that I'm dying for because we did get that Beth wrap up. I'm really hoping that we get just some shot of uh evil morty eye patch morty at some point yeah because that was who you were was he say. in it last season or was it two seasons ago that just made his last appearance uh, it might have been two seasons ago and then it was the atlantis episode right where the fake atlantis episode well that wasn't even eye patch morty was it the one that was just another evil morty that like took over really i thought that was supposed to be the evil morty that ends up being basically the, the, president, the president of, of all the citadel the, yeah the he's citadel. the president of the citadel that's him that's, that's him yeah oh it is so the that same was season morty. Four, though, right? He is in the train episode, but I thought that whole thing didn't really count. Yeah, it. I don't think it did. So if, if you don't count that one, I'm pretty sure it's been since the Atlantean Citadel episode. So it would be nice if he made another appearance. Do you think we're going to get Phoenix person this season? That's what I was going to say. I think so. Last time we saw him, Rick was working, working on, on him, him yeah. um, in his basement. It was after the uh, Beth controversy yeah it was, yeah. It was the last scene oh, of the season yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah true true the finale he was, was like man the I'm... last thing yeah, yeah okay gotcha yeah we have to then so last thing the actual last thing we're gonna do here is like we did for the first episode a round table just real quick of what you guys give it out of 10 i know on average i think we all gave it an eight out of 10 for the last episode for episode one but for this one i'm kind of leaning a little bit lower i liked i enjoyed the first one more i feel like the first one had more rewatch value and it was funnier so I'd like to give this one a six. I think I gave it the first one a 7.5. I'll give this one. Yes. A six is fine with me. I was going to say six and a half, but I think six is fine. Mm-hmm. I honestly think the writing is pretty... ah, six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I'll start at that and change yeah, your opinion. Six and a half. <laughs> I think like you were saying, this may not have been the most laugh like provoking one, but the writing itself is pretty genius. Mm-hmm. So on that alone, I have to give it like a seven and a half just because I'm like, no way is yeah. this like, are they going this way? And then they just, they're always just so good. If I went back and rewatched all Rick and Morty, I think the lowest I'd give an episode is a six, six and a half. Like I don't yeah, think it would ever It's go Rick and Morty. That. So when I'm saying six, it's still fantastic television. It would need to be like a two or lower for it to be actual bad TV. Just, I just don't think they're capable of that. Rick and Morty quality over quantity, and I'm so glad they're sticking to it. Yeah, I'm still saying that it was we're two for two so far. The season's been great. All right, well, that's going to be it from us today. We always love talking Rick and Morty. You can find Bingetown TV all over the World Wide Web. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Patreon. Subscribe and follow us on all those handles. We have a great website keeping you up to date on new podcasts and TV episode things. So that's www.bingetowntv.com. BTTV out, y'all. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.